welcome to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids. I'm Eric. And I'm Lance. And we believe that the Bible is the greatest book in the whole world. It's filled with amazing stories about interesting people, all working together to tell a bigger story, the greatest story about the most important person who ever lived, Jesus. And we know that understanding more about the people and stories in the Bible helps us to know more about Jesus and what it means to be his followers today. And in today's episode, we're talking about Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Oh, man. Oh, man. This, this throws me back. Some of you Way parents back? out there, y'all may remember the song. You can't see me, but I'm doing the hand motions. Oh, yeah. Goes, Pharaoh, Pharaoh. Oh, baby, let my people go. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I grew yeah. up with that I mean, in I children's I did, I did church. There's like a, there, this is back when they used to have a lot of hand motions for uh-huh. every song. Uh-huh. Every song had hand motions. And felt boards. Oh. Yes. I'm sure we all adorned a couple fet boards. Probably fet so. Stuff. Well, listen, Pharaoh is such an interesting person in the Bible, and uh, there are lots of Pharaohs in the Bible, mm-hmm. but the Pharaoh we're talking about today uh, is such an interesting story, and we're going to have so much fun. Okay, so in the last episode, we met somebody that all you guys have probably heard of before, but maybe not. So his name was Moses, and God spoke to him from a burning bush. Super cool. Remember that? And God told Moses to go back to Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let his people, the Israelites, go. They've been slaves for generations, and the Egyptians were really, really cruel to them. That's right. And we didn't read this part last week, but when God told Moses to go back and uh, free the Israelites from Egypt, uh-huh. he, he was like, spoiler alert, uh, Pharaoh's not going to let you go. Listen to this. But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So I will stretch out my hand and strike Egypt with all the wonders that I will do in it. After that, he will let you go. I love that. So yeah. it's like you, you did. The, God knew Pharaoh was going to say no. That's right. Uh, and he, he basically told Moses, I'm going to flex on Pharaoh. I'm going to show him who I am. And th- after that, then he'll let you go. Okay. So Moses makes this trip back to Egypt and then he goes and finds his brother and tell Aaron and tells the people, yo, I'm going to tell Pharaoh this whole slavery thing is over and we're leaving. That's right. And if you remember what we learned about Pharaoh last episode, uh, he's pretty ruthless. Yeah. Not a nice dude. In fact, he's, he's kind of evil, yeah. right? I mean- killed babies, wanted to kill Moses. And when Moses and Aaron go and tell Pharaoh, uh, we need to go worship our God. We need a few days off. Pharaoh says, no, you can't even have a few days off. The slaves got to do their work. In fact, it made him so mad. He took away their supplies. They had to do all their work. They made these bricks. He didn't give them the supplies to do it. They had to get their own supplies. So this, this is where the story starts to get super interesting. So God starts doing like big like God-sized yeah. stuff, he's going to bring these plagues. He this brings is what it's going to get. It's going to get rowdy. Plagues. Plagues. Man, plagues sound terrible. And now it's time for everyone's favorite game show, Would You Rather, the game nobody wins. Today we're playing the Egyptian Plagues Edition. Eric and Lance will play here at Who's in the Bible headquarters, and kids, you can play along wherever you are. We'll play three rounds, and in each round, you choose which plague you'd rather endure. Yes, you have to choose one. It'll be great! Ready? Here's round one. Would you rather have all the water turn to blood, 
or experience a hailstorm so intense it could kill you and every living creature outdoors. Oof, this is a difficult decision. I, I'm gonna go. Okay, it's all water. All water. Oh, see that's blah. Even like toilet water. Yeah. All water turned to blood. This is a mess. Or deadly hailstorm. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with hailstorm. Hailstorm. Uh, that's terrible. I'm. This is. This I'm is gonna not... go all water to blood. Okay. Round two. Would you rather have a swarm of flies take over your house, or have boils break out all over your body? Oh, I got this one. I would rather have a swarm of flies take over my house. Do me too. Why though? Oh, in our house, we've just recently gone through a battle with poison ivy, Ooh. and I want nothing to do with yeah, skin problems I right don't, now. Yeah, I'm not feeling like you're wanting any bit of that. No. Now you know I would go flies. Why? Because I've got one of those electric rackets oh. that zaps bugs. Yes. And I've got a video I can show you of the last fly that got in that racket. You imagine just swinging that electric racket like blah, 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 blah. you would need more batteries for that thing. Yeah, I, I mean, it probably also ruin all my food, and it's, this is not actually a fun play. No, but no one wins this. If one. I gotta choose, I'm going electric racket. Swarm flies. I like it. Round three. Would you rather have frogs everywhere in your home, your bed, your kitchen, everywhere? Or have three days of complete darkness with no electricity and no batteries. I, I'm going with darkness. Oh, for sure, darkness. I do not. Ugh. Yeah, and there's no way to cheat this darkness either. It's not like you can turn your phone on and use the flashlight or whatever. I mean, think back in the day. They didn't have electricity. They didn't have batteries. Just dark, total, just total dark for for three days. That'd be yeah, good. Because I mean, we could use a little break from some electricity anyway. Faux show. Great job, contestants. Nobody wins. That was, that was, the, you said we're going to have fun today. That was the worst game show ever. <laughs> no, I need a nap. I am not. I just want to forget that this happened. Well, with three days of darkness, you can have a total big nap. True story. <laughs> so God did all the plagues on Pharaoh and the Egyptians. They didn't get to, there was no would you rather. No. It, it was like, like boom, 10 boom, plagues. boom, boom, boom. God just kept showing his power. They th That has to have made them believe in God and stop being mean to the Israelites. Actually, it only made things worse. It says that Pharaoh had a hard heart, which after all of these plagues led to the 10th and final one, which was the death of the firstborn from every family. Wow. Okay, let that sink in for a second. Yeah. Death. Death. That's really serious. Yeah. It's hard to imagine anything more serious than the firstborn from every family dying and on the same night, all across Egypt. That's exactly what happened in every home. Every home except for those who smeared the blood of a lamb over the doorposts to their house. Uh, and so when God came by, uh, it says that he passed over those homes and he didn't take a life. And this is one of those things, it's like, it. there's a lot to it, and we're going to talk about it in the next episode. Okay, I was going to say, we can't just slide by that. No, we can't slide by <laughs> That's that a big at one. all. That's what the next episode's about. So the sun comes up. Yep. And the firstborn in each Egyptian home is gone, died. Right. Even the Pharaoh's son. So it's not like it was like it was like yeah. rich, poor, did not matter, important, the... not important. Yep. Boom. So that's that's what it took. After four hundred years of being in Egypt, God's people were let go and could leave. That's right. Pharaoh said, "Get out, y'all go." How do I you mean, think that made the people of Israel feel? 
I mean, I don't. I guess it kind of depends on how you're wired a little bit. Yeah, because like, they were probably like, I mean, things were bad, and yeah, yeah we don't want to be slaves, but like, leave. Yeah, I, some people are road trip people. Some people are not. That's true. And this is like no but it, car. But if you remember back, the promise that God made to Abraham, their great 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 grandfather, mm-hmm. yep. that that his descendants would live in this special land that uh, God would give to them, and so they were outside of that land, and they knew they they could go back, and so this was their chance. So they got, I guess they knew this was coming at some point. That's right. maybe not in their life. Yeah, we all get kind of distracted. We kind of get stuck in our own world. Yep. They're probably like, we're not going to be those people. Yep. Yes, you are. Yep. So um, how do they know where to go? Well, they load up everything. They start walking. And here's the craziest part. God led them. He had, mm-hmm. I know it sounds strange, but there was this pillar of cloud during the daytime. And they just followed this moving pillar of cloud. And then at night, it turned into a pillar of fire. And that's how they knew where to go. That's crazy. Like a little smoky Siri, like kind of neck, take a right. Yeah. Just follow the smoke, follow just, the fire. Yeah, just follow this presence of God wherever it goes. That is super crazy. Yeah. Well, listen, they do that and they're gone, but it did not take long for Pharaoh to have a change of heart. When the king of Egypt was told that the people had fled, the mind of Pharaoh and his servants was changed towards the people. And they said, what is this that we have done, that we have let Israel go from serving us? So he made ready his chariots and took his army with him and took 600 chosen chariots and all of the other chariots of Egypt with officers over all of them. So Pharaoh loads up the army. He didn't send like a couple folks out to go nope. get these people. I mean, they're going after this whole group of people. Loads up everybody. Yep. He's mad, chasing him down. By this time, like the Israelites have reached this place called the Red Sea. That's right. They're camped by the Red Sea. And once the chariots got there, the people of Israel were trapped because on one side is the sea and on the other side is Pharaoh and his army. And there wasn't a way to get around the sea. And as you can imagine, the people were really scared. Some were angry at Moses. They did not know what to do at all. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. Uh, The Lord will fight for you, and you have only to be silent. Dude, that's, there's some pretty like flexing scriptures in the Bible. Yeah. The Lord will fight for you. Oh, yeah. And like you, you only have to only be silent. Yeah. That's that's awesome. I, I feel like that's God's way through Moses of telling the people, like, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Dad's driving. <laughs> be quiet. <laughs> okay, so the, what God promised happened. The pillar of cloud and God's presence that had been leading them moves between Israel and the Egyptians and blocks the Egyptians. They can't see anything. Night Mm -hmm. falls. It's dark. And then God causes the water of the sea to split in two. And the people walk across to the other side on dry ground. That's so rad. Like, they didn't have to swim. Yep. They could just walk across on like dry ground. I always wonder were like like were like fish flopping around or did I, they all get sucked I think they into were the probably water? in the water. I don't know if it's like walking through an aquarium where you can see into the water. <laughs> oh, that would be I, so cool. I, I don't know how, but the Bible describes there was a wall of water on their left and a wall on their right. Mm. So yeah, they make it to the other side. The cloud lifts after this when the daylight comes and now the Egyptians can see they've crossed to the other side. They see this dry path. Check out what happens next. 
The waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen. Of all of the hosts of Pharaoh that had followed him into the sea, not one of them remained. But the people of Israel walked on dry ground through the sea, the waters being a wall to them, on their right hand and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hand of the Egyptians, and Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. So everybody wins! Yes! Except the Egyptians. Yeah, uh, that's right. They it didn't work out so well for Pharaoh and his army, but the people were saved. Let's talk about that for a minute. What do mm-hmm. you think it would have been like to walk on dry seafloor and have water on your left and right? Uh, how do you think people would have felt in that moment? I mean, some of them probably were a little, again, how are you wired? It's probably like some of them were a little freaked out and scared. Like, even like think about when you've been somewhere where everything's like larger than life uh-huh. and huge. You didn't probably feel super scared, but there's still this ominous kind of like, Ooh. Right. There were definitely people that were scared. But you know what I think also? There were probably people who were really brave. Okay. They have this great faith. Like they've seen God do these plagues. They've seen his presence in this pillar of smoke and or, or cloud and fire. And then they're walking on the seafloor in between walls of water. And there's some people wired up. They're like, yeah, this is so great. Yeah. Right? So and, what are you getting at? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think... Everything in between, people who were really brave and people who were really scared, mm-hmm. none of that mattered in the way God acted. You see, how they felt and how their experience was didn't matter because they didn't save themselves. God saved them. It wasn't up to how strong or brave they could be or how great they could be. It's all about how great God is. God is the one who saves. So I get it. it how God saved the Israelites, go with me, yep. is a lot like how God saves Christians. It isn't because of what we do. It's because of what Jesus has done for us. 100%, Eric. I I like that you saw the connection because we say in our podcast, we believe all the stories of the Bible are working together to tell this bigger story. And we read about the way God worked back in the Old Testament, and it teaches us to recognize how God worked through Jesus in the New Testament. God is the one who saves. He saves through Jesus Christ, his son. And so uh, it isn't about how good or brave we are or any of that. It's all about what he has done. You've been listening to Who's in the Bible, a podcast for kids brought to you by Clear Creek Community Church. 